Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 63. How y'all doing, man? Hope you guys had a fantastic Christmas if you celebrate it or a happy holidays if you don't. And, um, you know, looking forward to the new year. This is coming out on Wednesday. So I think it'd be what the the 30th. Yeah. Uh, So exciting. Uh, We get to leave 2020 behind us. Uh, you know, and, and 2021 is going to be new, but I mean, there's still, uh, t- there's going to be a lot of remnants of, uh, 2020. So, um, you know, go into the year with a fresh start, but let's, you know, remember that we're not out of this just yet. We've got, you know, a lot of stuff we got to get through as well, but I am really excited as I'm sure you guys are to <laughs> get off to a sort of fresh start. As always, my friends, you already know what it is. Ask me any questions you guys have on Instagram about the show or anything in general. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I think you know what I'm about to say. I would love, love, love if you could leave a little bit of a review there. Really does help the show. I've seen a few trickle down over the past few weeks, which has been amazing. So thank you guys for that. And I would love to just keep that going because, again, it just really helps with the iTunes algorithm something, right? (laughs) So uh, leave those reviews. It really does help the show. Now, guys, you know, I'm always talking about planning and investing in yourselves and in your future. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that investing is super, super important. And we here at the show really are big fans of the stock market. However, I can talk all day and you can listen to me all day. But if you guys don't take that action, you can't build that future for yourself. You have to take action today. And I promise you that Wealthsimple Trade and Wealthsimple Invest are two of the best platforms out there to help you guys take that first step forward to building your future. The interface and navigation are incredible. It's really easy to use. You guys aren't going to get lost. It's very, very straightforward. Wealthsimple Trade is a commission-free platform where you can buy stocks and ETFs free of charge. Wealthsimple Invest is a robo-advisor where they do all the work for you. You just have to put the money in. When you sign up with Wealthsimple Trade, you'll get 10 bucks towards your first investment um, with a minimum deposit of 100. And with Wealthsimple Invest, you'll get $50 towards your first investment with a minimum deposit of 500 or over. So guys, check out the show notes to get started. I really recommend these platforms. Again, you don't have to put in a specific amount to open an account. That's just if you want those sort of promo dollars, but just just get started. I really do recommend it. Okay, so finally, now we're going to talk about the show that's coming up, and it was with my boy, John. Uh, He is a content creator as well. He loves to talk about personal finance and share some really awesome stuff. He has a massive following on TikTok with just under a million people, uh, around 800,000, I think it was, uh, which is incredible. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, for me, I learned a ton from him on, on air, off air, um, and just trying to get that, that message out there and see what sort of resonates with people. So really great conversation. Him and I kind of just you know, powwow back and forth. And, uh, you know, it was a really dope combo. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy this. Let's just dive on into it, baby. John, how's it going, man? Hey, Nathan, it's going well. Uh, I'm doing, you know, I'm enjoying this week so far. Uh, thank you for bringing me on the podcast. I'm super excited to, you know, talk all, all things money. So um, thanks for yeah. inviting me on. No, it's a pleasure, man. I, you know, I've, I've been watching your content for a while now and I really, you know, thought I'd just get this guy on the show and just chat. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, how, how's everything in general, man? Like everything good? I mean, it's crazy out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things are definitely uh, out of the normal, obviously. Um, I actually just started a new job in April. It's actually crazy that I've been there for, you know, seven, seven or eight months now. 
But uh, yeah, I'm an accountant by day and I make TikToks by night. So uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I expected to go into the office, you know, once I started my new job, but everything's been remote. So I actually haven't met any of my coworkers in person. I haven't, you know, been able to talk to them as much as I'd like to, but it's just, you know, getting accustomed to working from home, making TikToks at home, but uh, you know, I'm enjoying the process. So How's things uh, up north? You know, you're in Canada, right? Yes, sir. Um, things are things are going well. Uh, you know, I can't complain at all. And I, um, you know, it's 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 getting tougher for some. And and you know, it's definitely um, it's crazy. It's a crazy time in general. But you know, I'm I'm trying to look at the positives. Trying to be grateful. And um, you know, just try to try to keep keep your keep your chin up. You know, I mean, that's all that's all you can really do, right? I mean, especially um, around the holiday season, you got to really be thankful. You know, be grateful. Um, you know, just just have that time with family. is It's even more important now. You know, now more than ever. So, hundred percent, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, man, like really quick, let's just get into it. You know, tell us a little bit about your background. So I, I graduated in high school and, you know, I didn't really know what to do with my life. I, I was one of those guys. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, you know, my first semester in college, I didn't even have a major, you know, usually people pick a major. I didn't even have a major. I was undecided. So I just literally had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and then, so I started kind of self-reflecting, you know, just, realizing more about myself, I, I started going down the path that I wanted to become some type of entrepreneur, maybe, you know, start a small business, things like that. And I knew if I wanted to be an entrepreneur that I needed to understand how money works. I needed to, you know, if, if I start a business, I need to make money. So, um, that's what ultimately led me to finance. I, um, I majored in finance in college and, the funny thing is, is, you know, I'm teaching personal finance now, but in college, I didn't take a single personal finance class, even though I was a finance major, which is just insane to me. Like I, I would have expected it to at least be a requirement or something. So I kind of saw that gap in the education system and I started to realize more and more how important personal finance was. And that's what kind of pushed me to making personal finance content because Instead of, you know, yelling at the schools that, hey, you should teach personal finance classes, I took it upon myself and started um, started educating others on personal finance as well. So the education system isn't I always find myself talking about this um, with, with, you know, guys like you who are just like, man, like what the hell's going on out there? And I mean, it's not even just us. Like everybody knows that they should be teaching that. It's just one of those things. Um, I was lucky enough that they actually offered an elective an elective, like this small little class um, in, in, in university that I took. And it was my favorite class at university, no no question. And it honestly inspired me to, to start this podcast in itself. And, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where that, that asymmetry uh, with how important it is versus how much access we have to it, it's crazy. Um, but how did you, like, start making the content? Like, like you know, where did you go? Like, how did you start, like, formulating it and um, when did you realize that that people really, really were like into this or like, holy smokes, like, did you know that your content would be as popular as it is? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, because when I when I was in college learning about, you know, corporate finance and accounting and all the all the business finance stuff, um, you know, I started to do my own research on more of the personal finance. And that's when that's when things really started to open up for me. You know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read all like the classic books, Think and Grow Rich and all that. 
I started learning more about personal finance and how, like you said, how important it is to each individual. And again, yeah, I just saw the gap in the, the requirements for school. So I started, yeah, the first step, I guess, was just educating myself. I consumed so much information about personal finance. I learned as much as I could. And 99% of everything I've learned from personal finance is just all self-education. I'm sure you're probably the same way. Um, you know, for anyone to learn about personal finance, they need to self-educate because it's not being taught. And so once I started realizing how important it was, and once I got a full understanding of personal finance myself, that's when I was like, okay, it needs to be broadcasted out to a bigger audience. It needs to be reached. It needs to reach the masses essentially. And so that's when I was like, okay, I need to start a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, something like that, that can get out to the masses. And so about a year ago in December of 2019, um, you know, TikTok was starting to blow up and I was like, holy cow, this is, this is, I'm onto something. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, this is going to be the next, you know, YouTube or something like that. So then I kind of, uh, I started making videos in December of 2019 on personal finance and they were terrible. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everyone's <laughs> first, first content is just terrible, you know? Yeah. Mine, um, mine especially. Bro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like you look back on your your previous podcast episodes, you're like, oh, that's oh, like it's cringy oh almost. You God. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. I look back at them, just like, wow, that was, that was bad. But thankfully, you know, we learn. You know, it's been a year now, and but it's just I didn't expect for it. You know, looking back, like I didn't expect the success I have today, and I just am really grateful that I mean, people are gravitating towards my message of personal finance and. Um, you know, there's a thirst for that knowledge out there, obviously, with uh, with the following that I've gained. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just sticking to something, you know, creating these TikTok videos and really enjoying the process. Um, I, I kind of throw the question back to you. Like when you started making podcasts, did you think, you know, people would um, you know latch onto it, get, you know, get followers from it and stuff like that? Or was it just more of the educational um, for your, for your fun, you know, I had no idea. Like I, I be honest with you. I don't even think I thought, I don't think I thought about that for a second. Like I just knew, I just knew that I wanted to share it. And I knew that, um, if I could, if I could communicate it in a way that's entertaining, or if I could, if I could just package it up and put it out there with, and be effortful that I, I would just, I, like I had the mindset of like, if, if this impacts one person, like that's fine. And I still am that. And I hope to always be that. And obviously like I, I do want this show to get it to as many people as possible. And so like, I look at the analytics, I try to grow, you know, month over month, like et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, that's really what it, what, what it's about. And like, um, that's why I didn't have a problem starting because I wasn't, stare like oh nobody's gonna listen to it oh whatever i was like dude like i can get one person to listen to this like i was like okay if i can get you know what i mean like that's how i thought about it. i was like i know one person to listen to this and that's enough no that's a great point because yeah like you said when i started i was just you know i knew it was more like you know my friends and family would come to me and i would help them with their money problems and i was like obviously other people are struggling with money problems as well and so if i can put a video out and help one or a couple people, you know, that's, and it's really fulfilling, you know, when you're helping someone else, you know, it's, it's a fulfilling job and it gives you kind of purpose, you know, helping people with their lives. So it's definitely, you know, I wouldn't, I would 
do this. Even if I had, you know, like two followers, you know, I'd still be, I'd still right. be doing this. So um, yeah, right. it's, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same, you know, fulfillment um, with your podcast as well. Dude, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's crazy. But I mean, like you have just shy of a million people following you, right? Like something like that. It's yeah. Um, 800,000. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, so what are some of the topics? First of all, do you know your your breakup of your audience? Like, do you know if it's young adults or do you know if it's like an older demographic? Like, who who is listening to your to your stuff? Yeah. Um, so TikTok in general is more you know millennials and even Gen Z. You know, down to you know sixteen ish years old. So uh, my analytics are surprisingly like it's like fifty five percent female, which is is very surprising to me. Um, 45% male. And then, um, yeah, age demographics, it's right in that 16 to 24 range is Mm -hmm. where my um, audience is really resonating with me, which is pretty crazy because when I was 16, I wasn't thinking about money at all. Like I didn't even have a concept of personal finance. So the fact that these people are learning it at such a young age, you know, that trajectory moving forward is just, you know, really special because, Mm. um, you know, a lot of people don't even think about money until they're in their thirties. So if I can reach that younger audience, I think it's, it's definitely beneficial for the future generations. Yeah. hundred percent. So with, with the female audience, is it just because you're you're a guy, you like, you think like, why are they listening to me kind of thing? (laughs) I don't know, honestly. I mean, I would have totally expected, you know, finance is is mostly dominated by you know a male industry whether it's wall street or you know financial advising things like that um i think uh women are just they they want to learn more i guess i i don't even know i don't even know how i have a theory really but i think they might they just want to learn more and um they you know they i guess resonate with the information and you know i'm not i'm not talking about like stock picks or like the next bitcoin or anything which is i think what guys mostly gravitate towards, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's just interesting. You know, I, I would like to dive deeper, um, eventually to figure out, you know, more, more of the, the meaning behind the demographics. What's, yeah. what's your show? What's your show look like? I'd say it's skew, excuse, excuse, excuse women for sure. Um, and I think honestly, I think, I think <laughs> I honestly, like, I'm not even kidding. I think women are smarter than men in a lot of ways. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing is that they, they're not, they're willing to learn. Like they don't have an, they have a smaller ego, right? A lot of, a lot of guys are just like, oh, what's, what's this guy know? Like, what is he going to tell me? Like, but like, you know, women are a lot more um, empathetic. They're more, they listen more. They're more respectful in general. Um, They'll, 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 they'll hear you out more. And I think that's why for me and, and I, I, again, like, what do I know? But I really think that they're willing to listen more, and they're they're more open, and and they enjoy the content. Um, I do have a good amount of guys too. Like, don't get me wrong, um, but it's just one of those things where it's like you just kind of see it. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but what uh, now? Like, kind of shifting gears. Like, what are some of the topics that resonate with people? You said that you know you're, you don't talk too much about stocks, but like, what are some of the those um, those heart heavy hitters that like people really like are like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've posted probably 200 plus videos, probably close to 250 videos now. And definitely the stuff that resonates with the audience the most is just like, actually, like the actionable steps that I can give them. So, you know, all day I can talk about how important getting a good credit score is. 
But if I don't show them actually how to do that, whether it's, you know, getting a credit card and setting up automatic payments or um, just things like that, if I don't show them like actionable steps, it just doesn't resonate as much as saying you need a good credit score. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, things like that, or whether it's, um, whether it's investing, you know, I could say that you could invest $500 per month and you'll get this much in 60 years, but the actionable steps of going in, opening up a Roth IRA and mm-hmm. investing into an index fund mm-hmm. is definitely, they, they enjoy that and they, they engage with it more if I, if I show those actionable steps. So, yeah, I think, I think the actionability, uh, the practicality you have, like, I mean, like you said, theory is great, but you know, what does that mean for me? Like, that's pretty much what, how, how we all think it's like, okay, well, you know, and, and it's, and it's, it's really interesting. My favorite content is when there's a takeaway and, they, and you don't have to think about what the takeaway is. Cause you know, the content creator or whoever's just telling you straight up. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I agree. If, if you can have that actionable step, whether it's at the end of the TikTok or the end of the podcast, you can give a, a quick tip on do this and it'll, it'll actually help them take action. Cause I think that's the biggest hurdle for anyone is taking the action. Have you had any business ventures in the past? Like, is that something that, uh, you know, you got kind of that entrepreneurial like spirit, uh, kind of, kind of tell me a little bit about that. If, if, um, you've had some ventures in the past. I do have, I do, uh, do some real estate investing. I bought a duplex, which I'm living in right now. That's sick, man. That's totally a venture. Holy smokes. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, I bought it actually, I bought a duplex in July and I'm living in that right now. I'm doing house hacking essentially. Yeah renting out the bottom unit and living in the top unit. So that's another, you know, just trying to diversify my streams of income, trying to take different areas and, you know, invest and diversify essentially. So that's super sick, man. And that's something that I, I'm, I hope I'm able to do in, in within the year. I mean, within the next 12 months rather, um, man, like not in the next two weeks, (laughs) but, um, but dude, so did you like, get in there? Did you renovate it? Did you bury it? Did you do the everything? Or like, did you kind of just get in rent ready? Uh, and then you just jumped in there? Yeah. So I've always, ever since I started learning about financial freedom, you know, the fire movement and all that, I've always like, okay, my next, one of my big goals is to, you know, buy, buy a house and house hack it. And that was honestly, if any takeaway for the audience is to set yourself some goals and, you know, stay, have someone to keep you accountable to them because one of my goals for 2020 was to buy a house. And I have this group, like a little mastermind group that mm. helped me, you know, keep me on track. You're like, okay, you want to buy a house? What's the first step? Okay. You get approved for a loan and you find a real estate agent and just, they kind of helped me stay vigilant and stay on track. So that's definitely a big, big takeaway for, for people is to just set yourself goals. Cause you can definitely, even in a pandemic, you can achieve them. So uh, but going back to the original question, so I I bought the house in July and it was pretty much good to go. I did probably like a couple grand in res- renovations, but um, the the downstairs unit that I'm renting that was pretty good to go. So I just rented that out pretty easily. I'm living in the top unit. I did some updates. I did the floors. I'm going to be doing the kitchen hopefully over the winter. So just like small things, more of a, you know, just small things to update it. 
And the goal is really to save up for my next house and rinse and repeat essentially. And I'll keep this, you know, for, for probably forever for 30 years until I pay it off. I don't know. So we'll see. It's, yeah. it's definitely, um, you know, I love, I love the, the idea of real estate cause you're really in control of it. So, mm-hmm. and dude, if you, I mean, if you save up for a year, I'm sure you can definitely get into a house within the next year. Um, it's definitely doable if you, uh, you know, stay disciplined. So, yeah, yeah. hundred percent, man. Um, it's, it's definitely something I, I think about a lot. And, and, well, and actually, I might take that back because you're in Toronto, and I know those housing prices are <laughs> insane right now. No, so. Yeah. You know, so here's the thing, man. Toronto's insane. I'm not in Toronto per se. I'm I'm an hour outside. Doesn't even matter. We're still close enough to Toronto that it's bonkers. Um, there's so I'm I'm sure that it's ha- I'm sure it's happening at a, you know all around you as well. But like large cities people are migrating like crazy because you know it's just working from home it's just everything that's going on so um a lot of the markets that i was looking at are shooting up like crazy right now like there's a there's one city that i was looking at Brantford Ontario um it's about an hour and a half away from Toronto if i were to i think about an hour and a half um it would be south of uh, south of Toronto, and it was like I was like, man, this is perfect. This is near work. This is like, you know, it's 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 got proximity. It's got it's kind of just a little bit of everything, and it's and I I knew I could come in there, add value, whatever. And then it's just been shooting up like crazy, and I still plan. I'm still really like looking at it too, but like, I think, dude, in the month of like August, September, I think it was like month over month, like 12 percent growth, and like on the year, it's like thirty to forty percent hikes like it's like crazy it's and it's it's just because of this this freaking migration thing that's happening because of the you know the all the quarantining right yeah absolutely i i was lucky enough to like i knew i had the funds to really like get into a house around march right when you know the pandemic started and so i was ready to pull the trigger around march and it took yeah it took probably three months to really three or four months to really find a place and I'm happy that I did at the time I did because, you know, people, people who are sitting on the sidelines, you know, may still be sitting on the sidelines because they don't know with COVID, you know, and like you said, that 10, 20% growth, it's just pushing housing prices so high. I mean, especially yeah. with interest rates at an all time low, it's just, yeah. it is crazy. It's so, it's so weird. It, it is crazy. And like, that's the thing that gets me because, um, like I was, I was looking at it and I got pre-approved, man. I got pre-approved for like one and a half percent, like one and a half percent. Like that's literally less than inflation. Like it was like, I was like, wait, hold on. Seriously? Like it's like that for you guys too. I'm pretty sure it's like two to three. Like it's just like bonkers, right? Um, I, you know, I always wonder like there's, you obviously want to be, you want to be very vigilant. You want to get in there, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're young, right? Like, I mean, like, you're, you're 25, right? Yeah, yeah, I just turned 25 last month. Like, and so, like, that's super, super impressive um, th- that you've, you've got the home, you're set up, you're getting it going. Um, but there's nothing wrong with being patient, right? It is a crazy time. And, and for some people, um, you know, don't feel the need that you have to buy a house because for a lot of times, um, it, it's... It, it's not all it's cracked up to be, right? Like, I mean, speak to that. I mean, how, what are some struggles that you've, you've seen with uh, just being a homeowner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the biggest questions, one of the most common questions I get is, it, is it better to rent or is it better to buy? And it really all depends on your situation. And I think especially now, if you want to buy, you should really 
really consider, you know, living in that house for at least five, at least five years, probably more like seven years or at least holding it that long, maybe not living in it. But I just think, you know, people, there's that narrative out there that, you know, renting is throwing away your money and you're not building equity, blah, 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 which in theory it's true, but you don't know all the unexpected housing costs that, that may come up. So when I close on my house, you know, it's an extra three, four grand just for closing costs. Mm. And now I'm responsible for every single thing that goes wrong in this house. You know, whether it's, I actually had to fix the gutters recently. My downstairs tenant had uh, some improvements that she, she wanted to be done. So I got those done and it just, yeah, there's a lot of unexpected. So it, it really comes with, you know, you, you want to be in the house for five or more years if you plan on buying. And if you don't see yourself living there for five years, it's perfectly fine to rent in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. an affordable area. I guess th- my main my main thing that I say is just don't rent where it's like three grand a month in downtown New York, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can get better rent elsewhere. Yeah. But it's, it just doesn't make sense to go out and buy a house thinking it's a good investment when you really haven't considered all the additional costs. Right. Right. A hundred percent. And you know, it's, it's just one of those things it's, it comes back to the education, right? Like just, you know, we, we're, we're, there's a lot of mis- misinformation out there. We're not thinking as holistically about the expenses and the whole, you know, um, cash flow and like how everything actually works. You know, people, I find they look at the appreciation of the home and it's like, well, we bought it for this, we sold it for this. And that's all she wrote. Like there, like there's nothing else that's going on there. Uh, so it's crazy. Yeah. I just want to speak on that too. Like, especially with social media, it, it's so hard because people will only highlight the good, the good things, you know, they'll say, Oh, I bought a house for a hundred thousand and now it's 200,000. I just made, you know, this much profit. And, you know, that's why I really try and be transparent with my numbers, be transparent with everything that's going on in my life, because social media is so easy to put up a wall of just Mm -hmm. best case scenario information, and people really aren't getting the full picture. So, yeah, I'm curious, what what are your thoughts? I mean, I think Instagram is, is really bad with this, and TikTok is too, but, you know, just seeing all those these posts on Instagram, it's, it is hard to know what to, what to believe, like, what's the right answer? You know, you try and do your research, but it's just hard to come to a conclusion. You know what? I mean, I'm, I'm extremely biased. Um, social media is one of those things where it's going to, it'll give you confirmation bias, right? Like it'll just show you the stuff that, um, it thinks you'll agree with. But if I were to try my best to give an objective view, yeah, like I think the, a lot of the financial content is pretty sound. There's some radical stuff. There's some misinformation out there. There's some things where I spoke to this. I spoke about this on the show before, but I am not. I'm a, not a big fan of when people give black and white things on like everything. Like when they say this is how you. This is right and wrong, right? Like this is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. And I think there's there's nuances to it, right? Like I mean, definitely merit to being firm and being like this is a good idea. This is a really good idea. Like I think this is you know et cetera et cetera. But when you say that some like for example, renting is wrong or buying a house is wrong. Like I'll, I'll see stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, like there's way, there's infinite amount of possibilities out there, um, for that to hold true. Right. There's like, there's so many different scenarios. There's so many different experiences that people have been through. There's so many different cities. There's just so many variables. How can you say that one is the right answer versus the other? That's one of the things that I find not just on social media, but just in general. Um, that 
like it's it's the black and white thing and it's not founded on evidence it's founded on like their subjective experience you know what i mean exactly yeah yeah it's it's that polarization like oh well i got burned on this house so don't ever buy real estate again you know it's a terrible idea and that that trickles down to people whether it's through your family or friends you know if you hear a scary story like that you're never gonna, gonna, you know, pull a trigger on real estate. So mm-hmm. it is that polarization. I think social media enhances that as well. So yeah, I, it, I mean, my advice, if any, is just to do as much reading and objective research as you can look at both sides because, you know, there's, there's more than one way to look at things. And, and that's why I love, like I said, love coming on podcasts with, with like-minded people, just talking about money, seeing different perspectives and getting different opinions. I think that's really, really valuable to anyone who's just trying to, you know, grow their mindset, grow their wealth, things like that. So. Right. hundred percent, man. And likewise, like this is, this is dope. I'm like, this is where, this is when I'm at my best, just talking, talking money. <laughs> like, it's, it's great stuff, man. But for young adults, man, when we, when we think about investing and we think about getting started and things like that, what's, what's your general advice for that? Like, um, you know, where, where somebody can get started, how, um, they can stay, stick with it. Right. You know, it's one thing to kind of just open an account, whatever, like how, what does long, what does long-term success look like for, for a young adult to get started with that? Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of the, you know, Gen Z and millennials are almost known for being that instant gratification or short-term thinking. And it's all about changing the perspective of you need to think long-term in investing. Long-term will always trump you know, going short-term or that short-term gratification. So the, 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 and like I said, the biggest, the biggest hurdle for people is getting started too. So it's, it's knowing that this is a long-term approach and knowing that once you get started, you know, you will be on a trajectory towards, towards, you know, a better future. So, I mean, when getting started, if you can, like, let's say you open up a Roth IRA and you set a investment of, you know, a hundred dollars, per month. If you can automate that investment, then all you have to do is set up that investment once and then it's automatic. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's taking the stress. It's taking the um, friction away from investing. So if people can automate their finances as much as possible, that's one of my biggest recommendations, whether it's automating their investments, automating their credit card payments, that is going to set you up for long-term success like you asked. So I think that's one of the, the biggest takeaways. Yeah, 100%. And I, I always harp on automation. Automation's this is the best thing you can do with your money, honest to God. It'll just keep you going. And it takes takes the emotion out of it, right? We're emotional beasts. Um, we're going to do some dumb things sometimes. It's inevitable. Um, if we can minimize those dumb things as much as, much as we can, like, you know, like you said, we're going to be in good shape. So... You know, you learned a lot about personal finance and finance in general in in college. Were you were you a a finance major in college? I was a business major, so I it's it's so funny on TikTok they're making fun of business majors every time. Oh yeah, yeah, like they're like they're freaking like sleeping all the time. I don't even know, man. In Canada, like I don't know, like that's like a reputable thing. In the states, are they? Is it like? Like, is it like not really taken seriously? Like, I, I don't get the, I don't get the trend. Like, I really don't. I really don't. It's just, yeah, people will take shots at business majors and it's mostly like the engineers or, you know, the nurses are like, oh, you don't really have anything to do. Like, we're actually the ones doing the work and all that. But it's, uh, they, they, it's just to poke fun. But I mean, I think obviously, you know, business major is 
very important to society. I just wanted so to I ask. Guess, I guess not. But go ahead. No, go yeah, ahead. No, I just wanted to ask. So I kind of had an inflection point in college when I started reading those personal finance books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, what listening to podcasts. I don't know if you're familiar with Choose FI, things like that, or Bigger yep. Pockets. Yep, yep. And that really just changed. Like it was just one of those mind blowing experiences. And I'm curious if that was, you know, the same feeling for you. Did you have an aha moment in college or when did you really like realize that personal finance is like, and financial freedom is, is attainable for, for the average uh, person? Man, hundred percent happened in college. I was in second year. I was in no, second going on third year, like, and I'd always kind of been money oriented, I guess you could say, but never really like in the weeds. I wasn't like a personal finance nerd. And and I, I believe myself to be today. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I literally, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. I, man, I, I'd been going out like a lot and I think I was the end of the semester and I was like, I just had a, like, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I was like, I'm going to tally up every dollar that I spent out. Like, I don't know if I had a motivation. Like I was out hanging out with my friends, so I don't know what my motivation was, but I remember looking at my, my credit card bill and it was like way too high. And I was like, okay, let me just do the math on this. And I spent just going out and like, including like drinks, um, Ubers, like everything, food. I included food. It was like two grand. Yeah. $2,000 in, in four months. Right. So I puked like I literally like I didn't physically puke, but I puked from the, from the so like I just was so beside myself like how could I let this happen? And it's like like dummy like of course that's gonna happen. It's just math like you're just going out twice a week. You're spending about fifty bucks a time. Like it's just it's literally just it makes sense. So um, I knew I had I was like wow okay I'm really not good with money. I really have to like figure this out and and so I just did a complete dive into it. I was like okay like set up a plan. For my job in the summer, I was, I'm going to pay off all this credit card debt, um, and I'm going to learn about this stuff because I have to learn about this stuff. But you, because Jesus Christ, like I, I just have to, right? And so I just soaked up everything. I the first thing, the first piece of content that I took in was this podcast called Optimal Finance Daily. Um, literally on a whim, dude. I searched up, like I want to optimize my finances, so I just searched up optimize finance, and like that's what came up. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, and I, and it basically just narrates, um, it's like 10 minute episodes. They narrate like, they narrate like Mr. Money Mustache. I don't know if you listen to him. Um, you know, JL Collins, um, you know, Ramit Sadie, like all the big guys, all their blog posts and, and women, there's a lot, a ton of women. I like, um, Kamiko from, um, budgetmom.com. Like it's all the finance people. And, and that's how I came across all that. And it just, again, took, blew my mind. So that's when I started to read more books. That's when I came, like you said, bigger pockets, um, and and other you know different content, and just taking it all in, man. And and I was just hooked. I was hooked. Um, set up plans, like started like optimizing my finances, started investing, and I was just like, it was a drug, man. It was it was totally um, totally on it, and I I hope to be on it for the rest of my life. So. As corny as that shit sounds, you know? It's so funny because everyone I talk to that's like super in love and passionate about personal finance, they have some type of inflection point like that. Like, holy bleep. Like, I just looked at my bar tab for the past two months and, you know, yeah. it's just crazy. You know, I I was 
yeah, it's just everyone has a story like that. And then it just yeah. takes that one thing and then you can flip the switch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it that that flipping of the switch is never going to happen until you take your head out of the sand and actually look at, you know, your finances on all that, because nothing's, you know, nothing's really going to change if you're just, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll deal with it later type mentality. So, mm. I mean, good for you for like realizing and owning up to it. Like, yeah, I'm a dummy. Like I just spent yeah. this much money. Um, but you know, we're all responsible for our decisions. So it's, it's just really cool to hear that story. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it's just, you just, again, you got to look in the mirror and a lot of the times, you know, we all have different circumstances, of course, but you know, I'm a big believer in like, you know, just trying your best, like no matter what your circumstances, just, just try to figure something out. You don't have to be, you're not, like, there's going to be guys and girls and people that just get their ahead of you and they just, it's easier for them and they're going to take less effort. It's going to be easier. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try and, and you, you shouldn't apply yourself and, and try to, to manage what you have and try to grow what you have from wherever, whichever point that is. Um, with your, with your content, man, do you try to incite that inflection point? Like, do you, is that sort of, um, what's on your mind when you're creating content? Like, how can I kind of like, for lack of a better term, like bring that out, like shock, not, not shock, but you know what I mean? Like kind of be like, whoa, like get your, the audience to think like, is that sort of how you structure your content? Yeah. You want to have something to reel them in and it's not just trying to, you know, push something onto them, but just trying to, you know, have them wake up and just realize how powerful personal finance really can be. Like mm. if you save $500 per month for the next 40 years, you'll have $2 million by the age you're 60. You know, it's just things mm. people don't understand that people don't understand yeah. compound interest. So I do implement that in my content, that sort of like shock and awe, like mm. instead of getting a car payment, invest that money and you'll be a millionaire, you know, you're going to wake up a millionaire essentially. So mm. that's why I do try and compare things like that. Like, the, like the average United States car payment is right around $500 per month. And coincidentally to, you know, max out that those uh, post-tax investments is $500 per month as well. So yeah. instead of going to buy a nice BMW just invest that money, you're going to have mm-hmm. so much more uh, when you're older. So just, yeah, just trying to, you know, everyone, everyone takes in content differently. Everyone absorbs things differently. So just trying to have a, a different variety of content is, is really what I try and do. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it, I have fun doing it. So I, like you said, at the beginning of this episode, even if there's one or two people listening, I'd still be posting uh, this type of content because it is, you know, it makes me happy. It's fulfilling and something I'm always going to do. I'm always going to be doing this. So it's, it's awesome. Right. No, and a hundred percent, I couldn't agree more. Like it's something that it's just so fun. Like, I just, I, I love it, love it, love it. It doesn't feel like work. Um, you know, it's it's just, no matter how long, you know, there's days, obviously there's days where I'm like, ah, I got to get these videos up or I got to like do the script, you know, I got to do this, do that. Of course, of course, of course. But like in general, very, very fulfilling. Um, you know, that's that's the majority of what I have for you, John. I guess my, my um, I got two questions. So the first question, what's the first thing that somebody should do to get started, like in general with money? Like what is it bust out a pencil and a paper? Is it should they go download, you know, a budget app? Like what what should they do like right now? Yeah, I think I think breaking out the budget is sometimes overwhelming and, you know, it feels kind of just 
not fun for most people. Mm -hmm. So I don't usually recommend pulling out the budget and being super strict like that. Honestly, I just, my first step to anyone is just start educating yourself, start listening to podcasts on your commute. Cause that's really how I started is I would be driving to work. I'd throw on a podcast. I'd be like, wow, you know, I learned something new today. Mm -hmm. And after a year, you learn hundreds of new things that you can start to take action on. So start educating yourself, whether it's books or podcasts, get into the habit of just always learning something new. And because once you start learning, you feel more confident and then you'll start taking those actionable steps. So for anyone looking to get started, I mean, just search up finance podcast, listen to this podcast, watch yeah. some of my content on TikTok, yeah. dude. I mean, luckily, like creators like you and me are, you know, putting this content out there for people to learn. So it's, we're, we're making it easier for people. So I encourage anyone to just start researching some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying, we're just trying our best, you know, and, and trying to get the good stuff out there. Um, what is one thing that separates people who will be successful? I've, you've probably heard this on bigger pockets. They ask this question. Uh, what, what's that one thing for you that, that separates people who, who will go on to be successful in whatever they choose to be successful in versus, um, you know, not. Yeah, I think obviously there's there's so many so many great answers that could be said in this, but I think getting maybe just getting your habits in check because like you and I both know compound interest is so powerful. If you get your habits in check, like let's say you start either you start investing, you know, five dollars a month, or you start reading, you know, one book a month, or you start listening to a podcast. You know, it was a habit for me to start listening to podcasts. And it was, if you can start implementing those good habits, replacing your bad habits with good habits, the compound effect of those habits over a year, over 10 years are going to be astronomical. Like you've created podcast episodes for the past year, like once or twice a week for the past year. I'm sure you've seen some type of exponential growth with that. And my habit to me starting... Uh, TikTok videos. I was putting three per week, then it was four or five, you know, now it's six per week and just creating that habitual and getting those good habits together, I think will really, you know, show that exponential growth for anyone. So. Right. For sure. And I think, yeah, habits are a key. Uh, your environment's key. Trying to set up your environment and try to set yourself up for success is is definitely a major key. But John, my man, that's that's all I really have for you. Uh, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to just chat, man. I absolutely loved you asking me questions that rarely, rarely happens on this show. Um, you know, so I, I really, really appreciate it. It was a cool dynamic to kind of back and forth. But man, uh, tell, tell the people where they can find uh, a little bit more about your content. I know you're on TikTok. Leave your handle. Where, where else can they get at you? Yeah, well, Nathan, I just want to say thank you for, for bringing me on here. I've, I've had a blast. I love talking about money. I love, like I said, talking to like-minded people and I just want to connect with people and, you know, teach people more about personal finance. So I love what you're doing on the podcast. Uh, as for me, I'm on TikTok. That's where I'm most, most popular or most, uh, most engaging is on TikTok at John E finance. You can also find me on Instagram. It's more kind of personal tailored to, but at John E finance as well. And also we're actually starting, I'm actually starting a podcast with another friend. It's going to be called the Simple Money Guys podcast. That's going to be debuting in January of 2021. 
So check out that. Nathan will be happy to have you as a guest on there as well. So I'll definitely uh, keep in contact with you so we can have more conversations like this. Yeah, dude, I you got it, man. Any you say you say when and where I'll be there, man. Oh, well, I mean not where because we're all I'll be here, but you know what I mean. Uh, but John, man, thank you, man. That was a pleasure, bro. I really appreciate it, uh, and and I'll have to have you back on, man. Thank you, Nathan. Take care. I appreciate it. Okay, so there you have it, guys. Again, a great conversation with John. Really love talking to him. Go check him out on TikTok and Instagram. John and then the letter E, finance. That's where you can find him. Again, guys, really do recommend you guys get started with Wealthsimple, Wealthsimple Trade or Invest. It's a really great idea, interface and the navigation and everything is just super smooth and it'll really help you guys set up and build that future for yourselves. Check my show notes to get started with either one. But that's all I have for you guys today. So I'm going to be back on a regular schedule. Uh, so, you know, an episode coming out Sunday and then Wednesday and then so on and so forth. So check me out on social media. I'm posting there daily. I'm trying to get some good content out there and stuff so guys thank you so much for listening to the show reach out again if you have any questions but for now i'm out this mother peace